Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of In Transition. My name is Randy McElligot on a beautiful sunny Sunday. Uh, marvelous weather out there. This afternoon we've got some music from some of the greats in jazz. Miles Davis, Bill Evans, the Danish radio big band in a tribute to Duke Ellington. We're also going to be listening to an interview with Duke Ellington recorded in 1967. That's coming up as well. And we're going to start off this afternoon with music from Canadian drummer Barry Elms from his album East West, and this one is called Flat Rock.
spirited recording there from Barry Elms and his quintet, Mike Murley on tenor sax, Kevin Turcott on trumpet, Ed Bickard on guitar, and Steve Wallace on bass. And the album is East West. It's on the uh, Cornerstone label. And we just heard a composition entitled Flat Rock. We're going to listen to more from this recording a little later on in the show. But uh, what we're going to listen to now is a, a great recording from Miles Davis. And uh, this is from a pivotal release that he did for the Capitol Jazz label back in 1949, beginning in 1950. These recordings featured uh, such great stars as Kai Winding, uh, Jerry Mulligan, Al Haig, Max Roach, Kenny Clark, Lee Connitz, and a host of other uh, musicians. We're going to start off with a composition written by Eddie DeLang and uh, Jimmy Van Neusen. This one is called Darn That Dream. I dream each night You say you love me And you hold me tight But when I awake You're out of sight Oh, darn That dream Darn your lips Darn your eyes They lift me high above the starry skies Then I tumble out of paradise Oh, darn that Drag mind of mine It can't understand that you don't care Just to change the mood I'm in I'd welcome a nice old night It too. Without that dream, I never would have you. But it haunts me and it won't come true. Oh, darn that
was a beautiful recording from uh, Tom Irvin, trombonist out of the United States, and that was taken from his album entitled I'll Be Around, and that's on the Canyon label. We just listened to a composition entitled I Can't Believe That You're In Love With Me. Well, my name is Randy McElligot, and you're listening to uh, Two Hours of Jazz here on CHUO-FM, coming to you live from the Media Skywalk at the University of Ottawa at 89.1 on your FM dial. We're going to continue now with... Uh, a beautiful um, composition from... Um, actually, this is an interview that was done in 1967 before we get to the beautiful composition of uh, Duke Ellington's. We're going to listen to excerpts from an interview that was done in Toronto in 1967. And uh, taking part in the interview were uh, Ted O'Reilly, who's a legendary uh, broadcaster in the, the uh, Toronto area, Ron Collier, who was on this uh, session from uh, 1967, Louis Applebaum and John Norris, who uh, John Norris, who went on to uh, be one of the great uh, publishers in jazz with his legendary uh, monthly or bi-monthly uh, Coda magazine. We're going to listen to uh, about four minutes from the interview, but throughout the show this afternoon, we're going to listen to more excerpts from this uh, interview with uh, Duke Ellington. It's almost a cliche to say that Duke Ellington's instrument is his orchestra. It's true, but it's still almost a cliché. It's been said so frequently. Now, the most recent album that Duke Ellington has put out does not even have his orchestra on it. It's recorded in Canada with Canadian musicians. And we have the leader of the band, Ron Collier, and also a composer of many of the tunes, along with John Norris, the editor of CODA, the Canadian jazz magazine. And we're all speaking with Duke Ellington. Duke, how did you like recording the album? with the musicians other than your own. It was great, wonderful. Um, you know, it was good fun. You know, and uh, that's what we do. We go um, as the wind blows us, and we're hoping that it's fun wherever we land. And we got real lucky that day. Mm-hmm. And we landed great musicians, great composers, orchestrators, soloists, Great teamwork, man. Everything, you know, all of the, and to be sitting there among them, of course, is wonderful. And of all things, piano soloists. You don't think much of your piano playing? <laughs> well, I never really think in terms of having the piano solo responsibility too much. You know, I mean, if there's a gap and it's easier to fill it in with piano than it is to write it out, you know, in those two minutes, what <laughs> you've got to do it, why? Great. Ron Collier, who wrote some of the music and orchestrated some of it. How did you like to have Duke Ellington as your piano soloist? Oh, it was a wonderful experience and opportunity, Ted. But it had its frightening moments, I'll tell you. <laughs> In what way? Well, uh, for example, Duke had to confess that it was about the first time since 1933 in the Cotton Club that he had to play anybody else's music. <laughs> so... Uh, it's kind of a little 
morale booster at the session, I'll tell you. <laughs> and John Norris is recognized as, uh, certainly in my opinion, and in the opinion of many of those who are jazz fans, uh, to be one of the most respected jazz authorities. John, a quick critical analysis of what came out of the album. Now you've really put me on the spot, Ted. Well, I think the music was very successful. Um, I think that having been at the session, uh, the most interesting, I think that Duke puts down his own piano playing below what it really is because some of his uh, more interesting things recently have been, you know, some of his piano albums, like the one with Mingus and Roach and things like that. Uh, but the, about this session was, here he was, he was thrust strange music in front of him, and within two or three takes of the, you know, of each uh, piece of music, he was evolving, you know, all kinds of, of, of different and interesting piano pieces within the orchestra. Of course, people who listen to the record will only hear the finished result, but for someone who was, you know, able to listen while the whole thing was in process, it was a fascinating experience. How much room did they give you on the orchestrations to, to produce? Did they How much just room? Mm -hmm, when you got the saw the music in front of you, were they just chord symbols or were there things written out for you, or did they just say it's up to you? Well, we had we had a little of each, and um, but you know they left it cool enough for me to um, relax and and express my spirit of independence or something, and it was great, very well done. I was uh, very comfortable. Uh, as a matter of fact, well, I think I was probably enjoying what the other cats were playing more than anything else. And if you absorb enough of that, I mean, you just naturally fall, I think, into what you would like to say as an echo. Thank you. 
For the latest and greatest in British releases, tune in to Fine Time Mondays from 3 to 4 on CHUO 89.1 FM. The Ultimate Rays Tanning Salon is under new management. We're so confident that you'll love our services even more as we're offering a two-for-one deal. Buy one tanning session and get the other free. You can take advantage of our other specials. Tan for a month for only $29.95 plus $2 at each visit. But that's not it. There's also our special Sundays. Get a 20-minute tanning session for only $4 
and 67 cents. The Ultimate Race Tanning Salon at 214 Rideau Street. Call 789-4994 for an appointment today. The Ultimate Race Tanning Salon, giving you the perfect tan every time. This music will introduce... Check it out. Isn't it terrific? It's brutal. Isn't it terrific? No portion of this tape may be duplicated. Duplicated. But if you control your body... Yes, I like whipped cream. Oh, yeah! You should make... You should make frequent use of your balls and rewind. Open the pod bay doors, please, Hal. CHUO 89.1. Be ready for anything. Do it. We just heard an excellent uh, CD from the Danish radio big band entitled A Little Bit of Duke, and this is uh, an album featuring uh, Chesper Thilo. And it's uh, it's an excellent uh, recording with some beautiful arrangements, and we just heard uh, Duke Ellington's composition, Blue Light, arranged by uh, George Rydell. And if you want to pick this album up, it's on the DeCapo label out of Denmark. And we're going to be hearing a little bit more from this recording uh, later on in the show. Right now, I'd like to play for you some music from Bill Evans, and this was uh, a recording that it was more of an experiment that uh, Bill Evans did back in 1963. Uh, the album is called Conversations with Myself, and what he's done is he's recorded, uh, I think it's three tracks of um, of himself uh, playing the same composition. So you hear him in one track, second, and in some cases the third. And his thesis was that it was to show how the mind would uh, would play a composition differently. And when he was playing the tape back and playing back with himself, um, he sort of thought that was a very interesting experiment and he wanted to um, release it. So we're going to listen to um, a composition. Uh, this one is a classic. It's called Stella by Starlight from uh, Bill Evans. And this is uh, from the album Conversations with Myself on the Verve label.
This year's funding drive raised over $34,000. Your support has made this drive the most successful ever. As another way to say thank you, CHUO, in collaboration with L'Agence Multivoyage, will be drawing two round-trip tickets to Haiti. The draw will take place on Men Contre on Sunday, May 2nd at 5.30 p.m. All those who have paid their pledge before the deadline are eligible for the draw. So listen to Men Contre on Sunday, May 2nd at 5.30 p.m. on CHUO for the grand draw for two round-trip tickets to Haiti. You never know, you could be the lucky winner. Good luck! This has been brought to you by L'Agence Multivoyage and CHO 89.1 FM. We just listened to music from Miles Davis from his classic album, Birth of the Cool, and an original from Davis entitled Deception. Bill Evans before that with Stella by Starlight, and that was from his album Conversations with Myself, and that's uh, readily available on the Verve label. Randy McElligot is my name, and uh, the show is called In Transition, each and every Sunday between 1 and 3, the finest in jazz at 89.1 on your FM dial, coming to you live from the Media Skywalk at the University of Ottawa. We're going to continue now with our uh, interview with um, Duke Ellington from 1967. Ted O'Reilly, Ron Collier, Louis Applebaum, and John Norris all took part in this interview with uh, Duke Ellington, and we'll listen to it as it uh, relates to In Progress. What you would like to say as an echo, because there was a lot happening there. Ron, as the leader of the orchestra and all these dates, a great deal of what came out of it had to fall on you. Um, you're familiar with most of the musicians, certainly all the... Uh, musicians who were used on the three different orchestrations, the three different sizes of groups. Uh, there was one, a big band mm -hmm. with strings and horns, one just a string session, and another with just the usual type of big band orchestrations. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you approach these different things to highlight Duke's talent? Well, I, th I think in essence, um, composers involved, uh, Norman Gordon, myself, it, you know, we in no way wanted to place any uh, any terrible problems for Duke. We won't because we wanted him to emerge as an individual individual voice in the in the works itself. You know, and uh, I think that uh, of course that in itself takes time, takes going over, running over, so that Duke gets familiar with the composition, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So if, if uh, feels a, a sense of assurance and, and comfortability and can stretch out and uh, it was uh, a lot of the works um, uh, that didn't involve the strings uh, were done by my love and peace group and we had uh, I guess the week before that we had been in an expo for four days and so we were reasonably well rehearsed by the time we got to the, the studio anyways you know. Mm -hmm. A lot of the music, uh, most of the music, in fact, wasn't written for the specific date, was it? It was all things that had been done before. Yeah. Uh, I think only one, or um, Gordy's Song of Dance, was specifically written for the date. But we had been playing it at Expo anyways, you see. Well, you substituting the guitar solo instead of the piano, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, the compositions, uh, like Norm's Nameless Hour, was, it's a work for strings and solo instrument. It can be any solo instrument, you see. And um, uh, my uh, large work, Aurora Borealis, was uh, originally a, a ballet that was done on television. And I uh, 
made a few changes and uh, to incorporate uh, solo piano. Mm -hmm. You've played in, in Canada often, Duke, with your own band in, in most cases, and, and you've said that Canadians and the Canadian audience have kept you from going too commercial. What do you mean by that? Is there a specific instance? Well, you, you have to realize I've been coming here for many, many years. I think the first time I was here was in 1931. I played the theater here. It was a chaise, isn't it? It was a picture house. And <clears throat> at that time, the various theatrical circuits used to buy up chunks of weeks, like 12 weeks or 18 weeks or 26 weeks. And then, you know, they would just send you one week in each place. And when I got to Canada, we... I encountered some very good friends, people who were familiar with what we'd been doing. And uh, there was Jack Parker, particularly, who was a, an artist. I think it was with United Artists. And Robert Favreau was at Simpsons. He was the most artist. And we used to spend all night long sitting up arguing about... Not arguing, but they were impressed. You know, they'd see a little lean, maybe, that I was making a slight compromise or something. And it appeared that maybe I might be leaning toward the commercial. And, man, they would rebel. And, you know... <laughs> and and, and, and the, the Canadian audience, at, generally, at that time, had a complete spirit of independence. If they didn't like what they were listening to, they didn't like it. They didn't care whether it was in style or not, you know. And that's, this I loved. You know? And... Once, I'll never forget, I was playing at the College Inn in Chicago, in the Sherman Hotel, broadcasting. And uh, this is 1940, uh, and all of these song publishers were there, the pluggers were there, you know. They'd been there, you know, all the time. say, well, you, when you're going to put my number in tonight, you're going to play my number tonight, you're going to give me a plug. And, you know, I was busy playing straight on and uh, my, <laughs> my own things, you know. Uh, and so this night, I says, tonight... I'm going to put everybody on. And I think I must have put in 20 or 30 of these pop tunes, you know. And then came this long telegram. And it, in, in essence, it was about, you know, a foot deep. This, and a straight telegram. And it was, says, uh, in essence, it says, if you ever <laughs> play this trash again on the radio, we're going to turn you off for good. And it was signed the Musicians of Toronto, local 149. Huh? I'll never forget it. <laughs> and I said, well, maybe.
That was some music from the excellent band out of uh, Norway, out of Denmark, actually. The Danish radio big band, A Little Bit of Duke, and uh, their version of Blue Rose, as we feature some music and interviews from uh, Duke Ellington this afternoon on In Transition. Before that, we heard uh, an excerpt from an interview from 1967 with Duke Ellington and Ted O'Reilly and company. And we're going to hear a little more from that uh, interview a little later in the show. But right now, I'd like to feature some music from Barry Elms again from his album East West. And we're going to listen to their version of Slow Boat to China. Kevin Turcott's on trumpet, Ed Bickert on guitar, Steve Wallace on bass, and Barry Elms is on drums. Thank you. 
From the pen of Chummy McGregor and Johnny Mercer, that was Moon Dreams from uh, Miles Davis's album Birth of the Cool on the Capital Jazz label. And before that, we heard some music from Barry Elm's Slow Boat to China from his album East West. Well, now we're going to actually hear some music from uh, the album that Duke Ellington recorded in 1967. It's entitled North of the Border, and it's with the uh, Ron Collier Orchestra and Duke Ellington is the featured soloist on this recording. We're going to listen to a composition of Norman Simons entitled Nameless Hour. Thank you. 
That was music from Duke Ellington from his album North of the Border and a composition from Norman Simon entitled Nameless Hour. We're going to continue now with some music from Tom Teasley. He's a percussionist and vibist out of the, I believe, United States. He has an album out called Global Standard Time, and there's um, some of my favorites are on this release. I'm going to play two of them for you. Starting off with Passion Dance, that's a composition from McCoy Tyner. We're going to segue into um, Equinox, a John Coltrane composition. And again, this is from Tom's new album. It's called Global Standard Time. And it's released on, I believe, I'm just trying to look for the label here, uh, TNT Music of, of um, looks like it's Alexandria, Virginia. So let's give a listen to Tom's music and his interpretations of Passion Dance and Equinox. Thank you. 
This is a beautiful recording. Wow. It's the first time I've uh, heard this artist. Tom Teasley, Global Standard Time. And we just heard uh, Coltrane's Equinox and McCoy Tyner's Passion Dance. And the album is called Global Standard Time. My name is Randy McElligot, coming to you live each and every Sunday from the Media Skywalk at the University of Ottawa, 89.1 on your FM dial. And the show is called In Transition. Brian Evans is a young up-and-coming vocalist from the United States. I have not heard this gentleman before, but we just received this CD in the studio. And according to the album, this is the first CD ever to be recorded at the legendary establishment, which is the Desert Inn in Las Vegas. Many, many musicians have played there, including probably the the most well-known, the Rat Pack, Sammy Davis Jr., uh, Joey Bishop, uh, Frank Sinatra, and uh, others, I Dean Martin, there were a whole bunch of them, actually originally five, but uh, there were a few others along the way as well. We're going to listen to, um, well, let's say, well, we'll start off with three compositions and see how it goes. We might listen to more before the end of the show this afternoon. This one is, um, the only person I know that does this really well is uh, the great Tony Bennett. This is I Left My Heart in San Francisco. We're going to follow that up with All the Way. Of course, Frank Sinatra did that one, and Smile. This is music from uh, Brian Evans, live at the Desert Inn in Las Vegas, Nevada. I left my heart In San Francisco High on a hill It calls to me To be where little cable cars Go halfway to the stars The morning fog It chills the air I don't care, my love waits there In San Francisco Beyond the blue And windy sea The golden sun will shine on me Thank you. 
Thank you very much. Ha! Charlie Chaplin had a hand in writing this song. It's always interesting for me to sing. Smile, though your heart is aching. Smile, even though it's breaking. When there are clouds in the sky, you'll get by. If you smile through your tears and sorrow, smile and maybe tomorrow you'll see the sun come shining through for you. Light up your face with gladness hide every trace of sadness although a tear may be ever so near that's the time you must keep on trying smile what's the use of crying You'll find that life is still worthwhile If you just smile Light up your face with gladness Hide every trace of sadness Although a tear may be ever so near That's the time you must keep on trying Smile, what's the use of crying? You'll find that life is still worthwhile If you just smile Smile Music from Brian Evans from his latest CD entitled Brian Evans Live at the Desert Inn in Las Vegas, Nevada. And we just heard Smile All the Way and I Left My Heart in San Francisco. We're going to continue with some music from legendary clarinetist Buddy DeFranco. He has an album out with uh, pianist Dave McKenna, who in his own right is legendary. He was here at the Ottawa Jazz Festival a few years ago and 
actually blew away everyone on the stage. It was just absolutely incredible. He gave an incredible solo uh, recital, and uh, Dave McKenna is still around and still playing, as far as I know. And here is a good example of uh, fine group, uh, especially trio uh, work. We, we've got uh, Joe Cohn on guitar, of course, McKenna on piano, DeFranco on clarinet, and Duke Ellington's Do Nothing Till You Hear From Me, and Billy Strayhorn's A Flower is a Lovesome Thing.
was that of a romantic. That was uh, music from Buddy DeFranco and Dave McKenna and a uh, composition from Billy Strayhorn, A Flower is a Lovesome Thing. Do nothing till you hear from me before that from the pen of Duke Ellington, and this is from their CD entitled Do Nothing Till You Hear From Us on the Concord Jazz label. Donald Harrison is going to take us out this afternoon from his album Free to Be, and this is uh, one of my favorites from way, way back. This is called Sissy Strut.
We just heard music from uh, Donald Harrison, Sissy Strutt, and a little bit of Blue Rose from uh, Duke Ellington. My name is Randy McElligot. I'll be back next week with some more jazz coming up. Include Everywhere You Go, played by Guy Lombardo and the Royal Canadians and sung by Don Rodney and the trio. Well, that concludes our visit to the hit parade of 50 years ago, the 14th of May, 1949. And that also concludes our program for today. It's the end of I've Heard That Song Before for one more week. And I hope that you've enjoyed the program, listening to songs that were popular 50 years ago. I hope indeed that you'll join me again next Sunday morning at 11 o'clock on CHUO 89.1 FM for more popular music from the golden age of popular songs.